1: Warhorse, and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order Podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty, podcasty goodness. In one, what is it? An hour? Two? Who cares? Who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna,
0: I don't know, roll your ass! welcome to another episode of raw and order the wrestling booking unit the only wrestling podcast on the planet that's just now live because uh double or nothing just got over and i don't know what to think um the world is on fire uh crazy i don't know uh i am joined uh, this week by only one co-host my partner in crime fighting this week jlb what's going on man how are you
1: I am shocked. I am surprised. I am exhausted. I am happy that these pay-per-views are only every two months. I'm good, though, and I'm here, and I'm ready to talk some wrestling from what I can remember from all of that overload.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this was was a heck of a pay-per-view. I gotta be honest with you. I mean, it, it was... Uh, and I'm not talking about quality. I'm just talking about length, right? Um, you know, the the kickoff started at uh, six like hour time, s- um, right? Yeah, which would have been seven your time, mm-hmm. right? And it uh, was 11:40 uh, my time when it got over, when the pay per view, exactly. which would be 12:40 your time. That is fucking. I mean, we used to give uh, WWE crap for long ass pay-per-views. Um, uh, but I mean, this, this was a, but the thing is, it, it never was like, like, I never really wanted it to be done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I never was like, ah, can this just be over by now? Um, (laughs) well, I mean, yeah, so it's
1: obviously we felt the long strength, overwhelmingness for different various reasons. Um, at the same time, though, I, I do think when AEW does make the longer pay-per-views, or that's kind of their thing now, um, it's just maybe a bit much for me to take in all at once. Um, you know, I that's kind of AEW's problem is they oversaturate. I, I... think. Uh, I th- I think I,
0: I think everything would have been better with even just a half an hour earlier start time, right? Um, because I. Well, I as, mean, you're still as, sitting there for five hours, though. It's yeah, just but like... but I mean, pay per views are supposed to be, you know, three events, hours, right? No, they're supposed to be events. If if Raw is three hours, pay per views should always be longer than your main show always and so if Raw's three hours on every monday night pay-per-view should always be at least four but um and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that five is long but again i think part of why it feels so long is that it's fucking midnight
1: <laughs>
0: and almost 1am for you um and we're just getting getting done with it and if if we started an hour earlier Especially on a weekend like this, it's it's in America. It's Memorial Day weekend, which means
1: oh, so you guys are off a, tomorrow.
0: A lot of people are off tomorrow. Nice. Get get. Does that it, include you. It does include me uh, for oh, the nice. first time in a long time. It actually hey. includes me. Whoop, whoop. Um, and and so a lot of us have, but but Memorial Day is a day that like we do think a lot of shit happens. Yeah. You know, um, specifically, Memorial Day was originally created in the United States to memorialize. Uh, the fallen soldiers of this uh, the Civil War right uh, but then it eventually just got to expand to memorialize fallen soldiers in all wars uh, right. that um America has had and so there's a lot of memorial things that go on people have plans to to go to services at at cemeteries where they they Oh, damn. Salute the the troops and stuff like that. They also have plans usually to barbecue and grill out. Yeah, it's just like another July 4th and and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole lot of that stuff. Um, But because of that, you know, staying up super late tonight is not in everyone's plan. Um, On top of that, and and this is part of why it went so late this time, um, because I did read about this. Tony Khan specifically uh planned for this to go late because of the potential for a game seven in in the basketball uh finals um he wanted to make sure if there was a game seven that the main event uh for double or nothing would take place after the end of the game seven so fans of basketball who are also wrestling fans could then switch over and still watch the main event um and I get but They would that. have
1: to pay for it if you're gonna pay for well, the pay view. but but the
0: concept being these are people who were gonna buy the pay per view and then were like, well, crap, uh, the the well that explains
1: are- why they kept on mentioning it.
0: So so I'm gonna I'm gonna order it and I'm gonna watch it afterwards. But then if you if they're like, well, I can order, I can still watch the main event while it happens live. I get that. But again, if they'd have just started this an hour earlier i don't think it would feel so long because we'd be getting done with it at an earlier time we'd be feeling more
1: yeah people would just watch it anyways like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i mean who wants to also watch the main event before everything else though too
0: well i mean i can understand when joining something in progress wanting to watch the stuff that's happening now now and then go back and watch the beginning with with uh wrestling you can kind of do that but Anyways, my my thing is, you started an hour earlier. Fuck the the, the, the basketball fans; they can watch the replay later. Um, right. You know, I I do think if they started the pay per view an hour earlier, it wouldn't have felt so long because it wouldn't be midnight when we're getting done. It right. you know. Um, but that being said, th- this paper, a lot happened at it. Some good, some not so great. Um, I don't think there was anything, and we'll get to talking about it, but just as an overview, I don't think there was anything that like stood out to me as, as a flat-out bad match, right? Well, MJF and Wardlow, but sure. Um, I'd say I don't even think MJF and Wardlow was a bad match. I just think it was what it was supposed to it be. Was,
1: it was too squashy, though.
0: Um, I think it was designed to be squashy. I think it was supposed to be squashy. The whole story that they were playing with MJF is that he was scared to face Wardlow because he knew Wardlow would destroy him. I right. do think there's another level to it, though. I think there's a good chance that MJF is being written out. That MJF... Well,
1: now that he was on a stretcher, he's probably going to yeah. take some time off. Um, or whatever and, and,
0: and potentially being written out permanently. Um, we know that there are contract issues going on between MJF and AEW. Uh, and MJF thinks he's worth a lot more money but doesn't want to extend his contract. Uh, AEW is like, we'll give you more money, but you have to sign an extension to your contract. We're right. not going to just yeah. give, give you more, you more money. money and then have you leave in, in a year, you know? Right. Um, and a year and a half. But anyways, Um and so so there's back and forth on that. And I do think MJF, uh, I, I think he was part working the crowd and part real. I think he really was threatening to leave. And he really booked the plane flight to leave. Um, and uh, then decided to be the professional and still be there. Um, right. But I think Tony Khan's like, listen, you're going to play this shit. We'll write you out now. Yeah, right. Exactly. We'll give you an injury angle and then we don't have to ever see you again. Right. Um and But then and he I,
1: would couldn't go anywhere else though. He's yeah, like, he won't well, be able to go anywhere else unless he were able
0: released. Yeah, unless he were able to negotiate a release. Um and even then I'm I'm relatively certain he would um there would be some sort of no compete on there. I would bet that AEW has... They have to at least give permission or something. Has something like that in their contract. Um, But yeah, I mean, eventually, you know, if he gets released from AEW, there's Mm -hmm. no doubt in my mind that eventually uh, he shows up in WWE. That being said, um, I think... Trying to figure out the best way to word. I think his performance, both outside of the ring and in the ring today, showed the flaws that he would bring to a to WWE. Right? Uh, I WWE. Mean, he's right- not
1: Hogan. He's not Austin. He's not yeah. The Rock. You can't pull that. Not The Rock. Rock never did that. But no. you know, he's not Warrior. He's not. Mm-hmm. You know, like he doesn't have that kind of pull. But he yeah. thinks he does, which exactly. Is, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean it's it, not flair. It, you know.
0: WWE is already dealing with some people who decided they didn't like the way they were being booked and right. walked out. Um not and dealing
1: with Sasha and Naomi. <laughs>
0: yeah. And and because of that, um, I don't think WWE is going to be super stoked with the concept of hey. Let's just hop back into someone else who's just done that with another company. Um, You know, I do. Oh, I
1: mean, I think they'll still grab him. Yeah. Do I think, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do I think they won't grab him? No,
0: they'll definitely grab him. I just, I think he hurt his value. I think he'll go to WWE and he'll say, I want this many millions. And they'll say, nah, the way you treated the other company, we're not comfortable giving you that much. You haven't proven yourself yet, and we don't know if we can trust you. So we're giving you uh, an intro contract that's going to be a lot less than that. And will he make
1: MJF was getting?
0: Uh, We don't know, and I mean, it's the tough thing is, uh, uh, even much much to the dismay of of like uh, DA Fabe who touted contract numbers last week. We really don't truly know the numbers for WWE wrestlers. Um, well, we know the intro contract is 200,000. Yeah. Well, we know a base intro contract, but but yes. we don't know, know things because the contracts aren't public. And so right. the numbers that we think we know about WWE contracts are all based on leaked documents and speculation. Right. Um, so we don't truly know. Um, but... But I don't think he's getting two million dollars a year. I last time said that I thought seven hundred fifty thousand was it. I think this hurt him, and I think this put him down on the the five hundred k. Yeah, he did. which is point. still 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 a, a lot. It's do you still think that's more than more. An AEW? Um, yes, because he was on a he was on a starter contract there too. He right. was totally unproven when he signed, it, and that's part of why he was angry. Um, I would say he's probably low six figures, hundred fifty, maybe two hundred thousand, um, a year, a year in yeah. AEW, and and so he'll probably make more money with his contract with WWE, but I don't think that's more money than AEW was offering him necessarily. I think mm-hmm. AEW was coming to him, and we don't know for certain. But well, there I was think rumors
1: they... he also wanted Moxley money too, right?
0: Well, yeah, they, oh. that, that's the I think they came to him. And they said, we'll give you half a million. And he's like, nope, I, I want top star money. I am a top money maker for the company. And they're like, you're not yet. You might eventually be. Uh, right. You're looking like you're on the way, but you're not right now. And so this is what we're going to offer you. And you have to sign on a contract extension. We're not going to give you big money without uh, some guarantee you're going to be around for for a while. We're also not going to give you bigger money. Um, without some sort of guarantee that you're not gonna come to us in another year and say I want more now, yo. Know, if if this is gonna be a yearly thing for you, we're fucking done. And so right. I said it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I think W AEW. I think Tony Khan should call him and say, listen, you're not happy here. You're not happy with the money we're paying you. I'm offering you an out. If you want to go over and try your hand at the other company, fucking do it. Right. No. Um, because I'm, I'm not going to put up and I'm not going to be held hostage by, by a, a star pitching a fit and right. I will give you your release and I will put out a press release that say, it says Tony Khan has released, um, MJF from his contract effective immediately. Um, you know, at his request, um, right. you know. Because I'm not going to be the bad guy in this situation. If you're not happy here, you're not happy with the contract we're giving you, and you're not happy with this, I'm not going to force you to stay. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to pull an Ollie on you and and say, nope, you're going to stay, you're (laughs) going to sit home and all that stuff. If you're truly unhappy here and you don't like your contract, then then let's shake hands and part ways as gentlemen and and be done. I'm still
1: here, just going to go put something in the kitchen.
0: Oh, you disappear and I can't see you, and oh, now God. I'm confused. Oh my God! My name is Casper. Yeah. Uh. A so, call. Huh? I said, we getting gonna get call. call Casper Ghostbusters?" <laughs> uh. Anyways, but so that's what I think Tony Khan should do. Right. Uh, whether he does or not you know, it's another thing altogether. But like right now, I think he's going to write MJ off. He's going to, uh, and then,
1: yeah, I, I think make he's him more sit thinking... at home, cool
0: as jets and see if maybe after a few weeks of That's not being on TV, he cools down a bit,
1: which also can bite him in the butt too. That just gives him two weeks to go. I don't know to Connecticut talk to Bruce Pritchard. God, Cause apparently he's really close with Bruce Pritchard, right?
0: Um, I don't know if he's close to, but... Like, they're good friends, apparently. I didn't hear that, so...
1: I don't recall where I heard that
0: from. I remember just hearing that. Um, I I mean, ultimately, though, um, the hands are tied just a little bit, because if he's under AEW contract, uh, he probably can't really talk numbers with Bruce Pritchard right until he's released right right um because then that's that's contract tampering that's a crime so right
1: oh i mean whatever you could just make it seem like it's not a contract we were all we were just having dinner
0: um we weren't discussing anything in 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 the nfl people have been taken to court for just having dinner with an executive from another uh, team you can totally just be having dinner um If at any point during that, the conversation goes to, uh, contract status, it's contract tampering and you can be taken to court for it.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, proving that, uh, you know, if you don't have a recording of it or something,
0: you know, um, you know, when it comes to, because it's a civil court, it's not a reasonable doubt sort of a thing. Um, it's one of those things that even if you, you don't have to really prove it, they have to prove that they didn't sort of a thing uh, okay. because okay. it's not That's an innocent true. until proven guilty uh, thing. It's a civil court. Uh, but even more than that, it comes down to if it were to go to court for contract hampering, it would um, hinder his ability to sign a contract for a very long time uh, because they'd oh, be tied okay. up in court. And uh, so he's probably not going to want to do that. Uh. Um. but anyways let's get into the review um, before we talk the review I remind everyone that Ron Order is part of the Tatnitz Co. Podcast Network so you can head on over yeah. to tatnitzco.com links in the doobly-doos just wait until after the show to do that um, yeah. but head on over to Um. and check out the other shows there a reminder that we don't do our review in the same way that other places do. We don't go uh, match by match through and talk about the match and say it was a great match or it was a bad match. We talk about the worst matches and worst moments uh, at the beginning, and then we talk about the best matches and best moments at the end. Um, and then in the end, we kind of give our overall opinion on the pay-per-view. So um, a lot of things to get through, but we'll just start right off the bat. Worst match of the night. Whew. Uh, I'm gonna be back soon on camera,
1: it's just I'm waiting for my food to get ready. Um, worst match of the night. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, MJF and Wardlow, I guess, just cause it was such a squash. I originally was going to maybe mention Jade's match, uh, but I think the ending helped it out quite a lot. So I will go with uh, MJF and Wardlow, just because I feel like MJF should have put a bit more of a fight. I get he's supposed to play the scaredy cat, but at the same time, I don't know. I did like the whole ring thing. The referee caught the ring. Da da da. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe just give me a little bit more of those moments of him trying to still cheat, uh, and I don't know, have a little bit more of a pushback and try. Um, but yeah, so that would probably be my worst match of the
0: night. See, and I disagree. We kind of talked about it here. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, the story they were telling is MJF is the chicken shit heel. So uh, what he did is he ran away every chance he could, and then he took little cheap shots when he could. It was it was the perfect match for that, and uh, it's designed to, the whole point of this match was to set Wardlow up as a monster, and you have right. to have someone destroy, and I seem to remember you complaining that Wardlow was destroying nobodies uh, before, and that, they, right. that he needed to destroy someone who mattered, someone important, and this was him doing that. This was this was the Wardlow coming out party. Not uh supposed to be a time for MJF to shine. This was the time for Wardlow to do the uh Powerbomb Symphony, and I think the final count was 10. Yep. Um and so uh the, I think it this was perfect for. It. Uh my worst match of the night is probably going to be a little controversial. Um You're going to see the anarchy I- match, aren't you? No, nope. The Hardys versus Young Bucks. Hmm. That match, I did absolutely well, nothing I, for I, I blame
1: Jeff Hardy for uh, having his boot all fucked up and he really couldn't get... Um, he just really couldn't get into the match because, I don't know, I guess he couldn't tie his boot back up or some shit, or I don't know exactly what was wrong with the boot. I think
0: it, I think it goes deeper than that because, yeah, his boot gave him problems right at the beginning, but he... Um, and um, I want to be clear when I say this, I'm not uh, saying that I think he was on anything or whatever, but he did not look in ring shape. Well,
1: I mean, I think he maybe got maybe a little concussed at the beginning too. Uh, uh, Quite uh, possibly. Because I think he had hit his head from the back off the turnbuckle. And then ever since then, he really just looked kind of out of it.
0: Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, know. And and frankly, Matt Hardy didn't look great either. This was one of those things where the Young Bucks had to carry the Hardys through the entire match. Um, and the Young Bucks admirably did the best they could for it, but mm-hmm. it just really did nothing for me. Honorable mention for worst match of the night, unfortunately, is Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, it was not
0: Thankfully, I kind of was like, and maybe
1: that's why I was kind of sleepy. Um, I just kind of woke up right when the two surprises came in. Uh, the, 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 the guy from NXT, I totally forgot because I never watch NXT. But then seeing Athena come in looking mm. really excited, really happy, and mm. really ready to go was pretty refreshing. and actually woke me up. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh Stokely Hathaway, who was formerly um Malcolm Bivens in NXT. Um right. and formerly, if I'm correct, he was uh uh MJF's um manager in MLW, I believe. Mm. Um let's see, he managed low key. Ah, good old low um, key. Is he still wrestling? Um, eh, I think so, but not as much. I, I mean, he's getting a little older. Um. um yeah, but anyways, uh, Stokely it. Hathaway was, was the first one to show up, and then Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, uh, showed up later. They also um, established Chris Statlander as the potential next challenger for the TBS title. Um, Love that. I absolutely Which love really that. Good. It's about
1: yeah. freaking time, yeah.
0: And so, really good. Um, and it just the match, just kind of was like, and I think part of it is, I like Anna J, but we have to remember, she's really only been wrestling for two years. Um, she's got a lot of potential, a lot of a lot of talent, but she's really still fairly new, right. and um. But there just wasn't chemistry between Jade Cargill and, and Anna Jay in this match. And I don't know exactly why. Um, I did also like uh, John Silver coming out and hitting uh, Smart Mark Sterling with the Brain Buster on the outside. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. I, anytime you get Johnny Hungy on...
1: Was that right. the first time Smart Mark Sterling ever wrestled? Or has uh, tonight, he wrestled on Dark?
0: Um, I, it might be his first time wrestling in AEW. I know he's wrestled before mm. um well. but this i might be his first time on aew um anyways but the the hardys was my worst match jade cargill and J was probably my second worst um i don't have the hatred for the wardlow mjf because i see the storyline and i see I what mean. they were doing for it and so i think
1: maybe movie. with the old drama that's happening there too it might have
0: been scripted that way as well Mm -hmm. It it might have been to add to it, to write MJF out. Yes. Uh, Moving Um, on to most predictable moment.
1: Mm. So many unpredictable moments, like the music going on in Anarchy, (laughs) which was really cool. I was like, I was weirded off by it, but then I was like, that is kind of interesting, though. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes sense with your name, Anarchy... Uh, in the arena, that creates anarchy. It almost reminded me of like a horror snuff film, in a non-sexual way,
0: uh, or, or maybe a sexual <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> um, maybe but just most a little pred- bit, just a little bit. Um, most predictable. I uh, Jade keeping the title
0: probably she i i didn't expect her to lose to anna J. um you know there are a lot of those where i'm like maybe predictable sort of things um M, uh wardlow winning uh could easily be most predictable because right um the storyline they're telling is wardlow's gonna win so that he can be a wrestler for aew you know right if he if he lost the storyline's over. So uh so potentially that. Um but the rest of like there were a lot of surprises in in almost every match. And so it's hard to have a whole lot of most predictable options. Right. Um but yeah, I think I think it's either Jade winning or or Wardlow winning probably the most predictable moments. Um botch of the night.
1: Anything is Jeff Hardy's boot, maybe CM Punk with the lariats.
0: Yeah, uh, CM Punk tried twice for the buckshot lariat, and and couldn't land it properly each time. And i I'm... on the second one, I wondered if he didn't wasn't trying to tell a story with with uh, his own legs, not. But right. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't play super well. So um... I
1: almost think he got hurt though. Like, he might have twisted it a bit, but he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And then when he tried again, he might have maybe fucked it up a bit. I don't know. But. I think it goes to Jeff's boot, though, because I really think that did ruin um, that tag match for a match that we thought was going to be match of the night. Or, I mean, I at least had um idea that it was going to be match of the night. It certainly wasn't. Uh, not even top five. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, there, there were... Uh... Uh, 12 matches on the main card and to me it was not in the top 11 so it was 12 matches 12 matches plus the one on the kickoff show Mm, okay which unfortunately doesn't count for any of these because it's kickoff show but i do want to talk about it at some point so we'll talk about hookhausen um (laughs) at some point but we will go ahead and move on to overhype of the night. The match that was hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, and didn't live up to to expectations and
1: Well, the Hardy's and Young Bucks. Hardy's
0: and Young Bucks, you know, they hyped the crap yeah. out of that. And the sad thing is, right? Well, they
1: didn't really hype the crap out of it technically. They only announced it like the last week.
0: Well, yeah, but then they hyped the crap out of it over the last week. They had the Young Bucks come out dressed <laughs> as matt and and, uh jeff hardy with gangrel on rampage this week right um they did those red spit in the air and everything the the viscous red fluid and then they attacked gangrel afterwards um so right yeah uh but so i i would say that's probably the overhype of the night it's tough because while while i'm not gonna say this was the best pay-per-view of the year it didn't fall flat
1: a lot of good matches there was a lot of really
0: really good matches in it
1: darby versus kyle i mean i thought that was gonna be a fire match to begin with Mm -hmm. but i thought it was gonna be like a tad bit of a spot fest but that was fun
0: Mm -hmm. you know so 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 yeah um worst performance of the night god we're gonna seem like we're ragging on jeff hardy Mm -hmm. i think if we keep saying his name um What I can say is worst performance of the night doesn't go to anyone in the last um seven matches of the night, definitely. Right. Right. Um we can't say Oh man, that even the brick breaker Serena D was Yep. though that that's included in the seven oh. uh, uh seven matches. Um Thunder you're... Rosa
1: and uh
0: Thunder Rosa and Serena Britt Brit Baker was uh, oh, with Ruby it. Soho. Ruby, um,
1: yes. Yeah, sorry, I mixed it up. But, My bad. Yeah,
0: but yeah, those were both included. I, just, I, none of those. The only ones like, um, there were a few not great moments. Um, in um, first, hello, nerdvana gamer. Yeah, half ass awake over here too. <laughs> um, um it's been a long day so um there were a few not great moments in the house of black versus death triangle but it wasn't that was
1: fun though i was th- there really wasn't a, like it. none of
0: them were bad enough for me to say worst performance right right um jade cargo versus anna J uh might have an argument for worst worse performance um and of course we've mentioned the Hardys. i I just think the 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 Hardys as a whole did not perform. And I and I want to be be honest here. I would rag on on Jeff Hardy, but I didn't think Matt Hardy looked up to snuff in this either. Um I think this match showed this match showed that there was a reason Matt Hardy had changed his wrestling style to be more of a brawler recently. Right. Because he tried to wrestle his old style more and I don't to think match his, with Jeff to match with know. Jeff. And I don't think that that really is working. So, right. Um, worst move of the night, uh, Jeff picking out those fucking boots. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, um... When he tried to go for the whisper in the wind and he couldn't get his feet up on that top rope. Uh right. because his stupid boots and so he just kind of stumbled around on the top rope for a bit and then fell right. off and
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Jeff, but this is on you, bud. Yeah.
0: On you and your boots.
1: Like you would think if there I was mean, a boot issue though and it can't be fixed by tying it or whatever, we'd have like an extra pair in the back or something.
0: Well, you'd think the fact that he's worn the exact same ring gear. For the past twenty five years, that he'd have his uh his boot situation all figured out, but
1: I mean, shit happens. Maybe it was good until he randomly got in the ring and something fucked up. And you know, I I get that, but like, I don't know. Why don't I imagine you definitely have like more than one extra pair backstage? Tell the ref, get someone to get my freaking boots. Fall on the ground, change your freaking boots.
0: But. Um, moving on. Worst moment, singular moment. Um, I'm I'm gonna choose a moment that uh was was definitely a botch, but they covered it up fairly well. But it was the moment that I was actually afraid. Um, and that was uh Darby Allen's dive to the outside. Um, oh
1: yes that first one that that's first the... one where
0: it looks like he dove a little early and then his legs caught and uh just planted him face first on the ground um uh, that was not a great moment um no I was really and I scared. was I was legitimately worried that he was injured for a while on that and then he goes and does it on the other one and then he goes and does it the other way. well but that's <laughs> the deal is is I'm pretty sure that that Spot was planned to be done once, right? Right. That it was planned. He was going to dive out and Kyle was going to catch him in the guillotine choke and uh, do that on the first side. And when he botched the move on the first side, then he said, go out the other side and we'll do it again. Mm -hmm. And the other side, he successfully did it right. But the first time made me really worried that he had hurt himself um and i you know if you follow uh this wrestling podcast you know i never wish for a wrestler to hurt themselves um you know so right but now you know i kind of rushed through all the worst moment worst things because frankly that's fine there's so many mm-hmm. good ones this pay-per-view was so full of good stuff so we're gonna start with the best including the first one the best moment of the night this is not a uh, my nominee for it is not an actual wrestling moment but it's i think something that we'll be talking about for a while the owen hart cup presentation ceremony um i mean
1: aside from martha hart being fucking weird when she's showing the <laughs> she was nervous though i shouldn't brag We know whatever she's proud of the like... belts.
0: those belts are based off of the calgary stampede belts right um, they're, I mean, if you look at them side by side, you can tell they're a very oh, really? close replica. Okay. Um, they're, um, well, let me see if I can find a side by side picture to kind of show you because I saw one earlier and, uh, um, but so she's got a lot of reason to be proud of them. um, um, The belts are beautiful, by the way. Um, yeah, no, really cool. Um, Love the little Canadian flag on them, too. I thought that was a nice touch. Yep. Well, that's because that's from the Calgary Stampede belts.
1: Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't mean it makes sense. Someone
0: put one up. On, I think it was on Twitter, and now I've got to see if I can find it. Um. either way, it's not a big deal. That's not that's uh, that's my nominee for uh for best moment of of the night. Um what is yours for best moment?
1: I gotta kind of say, I think it's honestly, I really enjoyed that, um, like, I think I'm going to say the Anarchy Rules stipulation for me. Um, They find ways to be very creative. Uh, with their matches and for some reason it always involves Jericho. So I don't know if Jericho has a say in <laughs> what goes on, but um, I feel like, but I feel like that's not necessarily the best moment. I just really, that's one that stands out to me as being really creative with just being a hardcore match. And although they were flipping cameras like crazy, it wasn't like, you know, um, Bruce Pritchard bad. You know what I mean? It was, still somewhat decent and the music playing was pretty awesome. That must have been s- kind of annoying but also really fun for the crowd. I feel like too. Cuz they necessarily couldn't follow everybody and everything, but everybody was everywhere to at least get a get a gist of what's going on.
0: No, not a fan. Uh no, I I liked it. I it just isn't in my best moment night uh, of the night because I, again, there were so many great moments, but you know, I I um... just, um, I mean, you know, Athena, Mm uh,
1: debuting, uh, just how happy she looked, uh, and how excited she was. I'm super excited to see what she does. Um, I was a huge fan of Ember Moon back in the WWE, um, um, I feel like they just didn't use her properly. And I feel like she will add a lot to the uh, to the women's roster. So really excited for that. And I was also really, really not... I guess I underhyped uh, the Ruby Soho match. Um, but that was really fun. I don't know why I would underhype it because Britt Baker's in it and she's going to make it a good time as well. But that was really fire. And I think that showcased Ruby really well, too, although she lost. Um, that was really fire, match. So, that moment of, I guess, Ruby finally getting her, at least getting the crowd to see mm-hmm. what she's made of, you know? So, I well, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I could say the second nomination in my book for Best Moment might be uh rancid playing Ruby Soho to the <laughs> Ring. Um, right. Looking not, like the Viking Raiders. <laughs> uh, so someone someone tweeted out we figured out what Triple H has been up to. Uh because the lead singer has a big old beard like Triple H but a shaved head. <laughs> so Eric, give me one second because I'm gonna share this because uh you found it I finally found a, a good picture or a good comparison. It's actually the uh side by side, it's not a side by side, but you can see it. So this here. Is, of course, the Owen Hart mm-hmm. uh, belt. This is the men's one with the black background and then the, the pink hearts, whereas the woman's belt is a pink strap with black. Right. But right. so you can see, uh, you know, there's the the um, uh, Canadian flag and the American flag here, the all of this stuff here. Now, I'm gonna switch over to the Stampede belt, okay? And so, Canadian flag. The only thing different is the AEW the one has one well, colors, but the AEW one has uh, a section in the middle for the AEW logo, right? Um, well, it's actually the Owen Hart Foundation logo, I guess right there right and then down here 2022 down below where on the um nwa uh this one it was the nwa one but other than that the design is very similar and of course Mm -hmm. the belt is uh is a brown leather strap instead of a black or pink strap um but that fits with it being an own heart one but uh you know at this point you can easily see the design is so very very right. obviously inspired. The shape of the plates is almost exactly mm-hmm. the same. These yeah. are a little wider, um, but it's it's really obvious to see that that was their designed intention uh, to pay homage to <coughs> the Calgary Stampede belt. Right. Um, heavyweight right. wrestling champion, North American. Anyways. um but so yeah no uh ruby soho getting getting played to the ring by um rancid rancid i almost at that point this might have been where they worked me a bit i almost thought they're not going to bring rancid out to play her to the ring and not give her the win right um right And they didn't give her the ring. When and so now I I should have thought about it a little bit just from a standpoint of Adam Adam Cole Cole had just won the first one, couple, yeah, yeah. This might be the time, although,
1: but Britt didn't need it, man. Like she really,
0: yeah. No, I agree. I think I think Ruby should have won. I think this could have been the the time to to kind of hot shot Ruby up a bit, but but um. But with Adam Cole winning, doing that, although you'd think AEW had learned to keep the couples away from each other on screen um, after the whole Sammy Tye fiasco, where uh, apparently uh, Tony Khan didn't think he's like, they're both baby faces. We'll love it when we put them together, right? Babyface, babyface, super (coughs) babyface. And then was absolutely perplexed when he did it. And people were like, we hate this. Right. What? And so, yeah, maybe keep Adam Cole and Britt Baker apart on actual TV from now on.
1: Well, yeah, but they're kind of doing that, and every so often they come together and whatever. (laughs) So, it's not bad how they do it. I don't think this means anything. I guess it was kind of cool as a photo op to see both of them together as the it couple (laughs) of wrestling in AEW, at least. Um, I don't know. I just, Britt, Britt, I mean, I wouldn't mind either Adam Cole or Samoa Joe winning it. Like, I, I feel that both are uh, just phenomenal competitors and have earned their right to be an Owen Hart tournament champion. Uh, not to say that Britt ha- doesn't own, but she just doesn't need it per um, se. The
0: the thing with Adam Cole is he's, uh has not been a champion in AEW recently at all, to be perfectly right. honest. Samoa Joe hasn't technically been in AEW, but he is the ROH, R-O-H North American champion mm-hmm. or yeah, television, champion. television champion i think television champion anyways um it's really hard to call them a television champion when they don't have a tv show but that's I beside know. the point um and so so either one of them winning i think makes sense but brit baker two months ago was the women's champion three right. months ago when their last pay-per-view was um and so i i think this was in my opinion, the time you you hotshot Ruby Soho up a bit, but whatever. Oh, we What's will it? move on to Breakout Star of the Night. Who was the person that impressed you the most that you did not think had it in them? And suddenly you're like, holy shit, this person is the fucking star. Hmm...
1: I gotta go with you first. Who are you thinking? Because I'm, um,
0: of the ones on the main show, the main thing, I I gotta be honest, it's probably kind of one getting overlooked a little bit. It was the match that both of us forgot was actually on the card until it happened. Uh, but I think Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks both looked phenomenal in that tag team match, um, and. Yep uh i'm i'm a little shocked that they kept the belt on jurassic express a little bit longer
1: yeah that was definitely a shocker for me too i was not expecting that uh this is maybe the first time i notice starks and hobbs if you will in the sense that they really stood out in the match uh and you have people like keith lee and jungle boy and but yeah, this, that was a good storytelling match right there. That mm-hmm. was good. All parties were amazing. But I was shocked. Um, and to come right after the as as Anarchy
0: in the Arena match and still put on a great show, right. that's a big thing there. So uh, that's who I, you know, I again, I'm obviously not the booker and maybe Tony has bigger plans down the road, but um, this is when I would have put the belt on on Team Taz. I would have put the tag team belts on them,
1: but yeah, I don't know. I would have been happy with it going to Keith and uh, Swerve there. So I,
0: I, I wouldn't have complained with that, but Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be a star. He is. I just don't um, think he's there and yet. I, and I, I don't love think need Ricky to Starks. Give him
1: the tag team titles. I know. I hate Ricky Starks. And Ricky Starks and, be a star though. It's and Hobbs nice, together.
0: Yeah. As tag champions is a chance to to really do some stuff, but they'll
1: definitely get more TV time though if that does happen. so maybe that's a good idea. I just don't get why they kept it on Jurassic Express. They have not done anything with them at
0: all. like what yeah. are you doing here? Well, and it's very obvious to me that their their plan is to move Jungle Boy up to the main event scene. um and so why is it a- though? I, it's obvious to me that that's their plan. Luchasaurus seems like an afterthought in all of these matches. And yes. Christian Cage is just waiting for a chance to turn heel on him. Um, right. And so that's what I see happening. But. Uh, the next one's going to be a little bit tougher for us to really talk too much about. But that's the best line of the night. And the reason I say that is there was remarkably little talking Right. On this pay per view, right? right? Um, so it's really hard to say that. Oh, so and so said the best line.
1: I mean, I guess I'll have to give it to Max Caster on the pre show.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Going back to the pre show is probably the best uh, one we can do. Um, uh, actually, I'm gonna do uh, Anthony Bowen's on the pre show. Um, when he said, uh, uh something about uh, scissoring with um, uh, uh, the acclaimed and the ass boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, then of course, the, fans the fans ass fans boys ass like, boys. no, no, don't call me ass boys.
1: I want to have the ass boys. I mean, it's kind of cool that they're making them a, a true comedic gimmick now, because at least if you team them up with them, acclaimed, they'll at least be seen and noticed a bit more um because i don't know that team man i don't know um they tried to make them a serious team it just hasn't worked so let's see if they how they do with the comedic route and um yeah i don't know i don't know how uh what's his face got injured too that was surprising to see him on a in like a wheelchair not caster but the other one uh
0: yeah no anthony bones he's been in a wheelchair for A few weeks, he got injured. That's actually why they started teaming them up is because uh, uh, Anthony Bowens got injured. And so they needed someone to go to the ring with Max Caster.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And that was. um, And then they're they're building up tension. What's going to eventually happen is. uh, Is that they're gonna turn ask on boys each are gonna each other, turn on gonna on see each other. the ass boys versus the acclaimed um I'm right. trying to find find the exact quote from the uh the buy-in
1: um best line I'm trying to think of. I mean maybe Justin Roberts uh annou- announcing the anarchy rules like shit is going to get real. I thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't necessarily hear an announcer say that, so it's pretty pretty funny to hear him say that. Um Yeah, shit is going to get real was a pretty funny
0: line. But no, there wasn't really much lines, honestly. Yeah, that's the that's why I you almost have to just go back to uh to to the Ass Boys. Um you found it? No, I haven't yet. I, I found a video of it I think. Um let's see if I can pull it up with my shitty ass computer.
1: You're gonna get copyright though, so I don't know
0: if you want to do that. Well, Da Fabe doesn't seem to give a fuck, so why should I?
1: <laughs> we got copyrighted for watching the uh, the buy.
0: <laughs> well, I'm like,
1: how how did they do that so quick? Well, it's on YouTube though.
0: They they have bots that literally surf and compare to the algorithms. So, yeah, I know, but it's on YouTube. You're having it for free. I'm not taking anything away from you.
1: We're commenting. The bots on it. don't
0: care. The no. bots don't think logically.
1: <laughs> um Okay. So, Maxcaster
0: You know we so arousing, we the best pair since Hook and Dan Housing. On the mic, other guys sound terrible. I be spitting fire like the wizard Chris Jericho. So we light up your life. If Bowen's wasn't hurt, we would win the titles tonight. Double or nothing, we have got the Smash boys. Welcome to the show from acclaimed and the Ass Boys.
1: Was pretty entertaining, yeah, for sure. That definitely wins the line of the night. Yep, at least in my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll stick with Justin Roberts. Uh,
0: I told you that earlier. Geez, don't know what she's referring to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, nope. she didn't tell me anything earlier because she, she don't talk to me. Nope, nope. But yeah, <laughs> no, that, that's that's my pick for. Uh, we're wasting too much time online at the night. Let's go. Yeah, well, because we've we only got, like, five more things. Oh, so. sure. Best performance of the night. Oof. Oh, the video getting taken down. She told you that the video would get taken down if you tried to do that.
1: Oh, That's what okay. she said. That's fair. I don't know. All of them were like, oh, no, it won't. I'm like, okay, guys, whatever. Um... Best performance of the night. Well, it wasn't Jeff Hardy. I'll tell you that much. wasn't more sure than Um Man. I don't know. I really, really... I... I'm gonna maybe I feel like honestly probably gonna give it a CM Punk and uh hangman, that match was fucking fire
0: That's it should have been, but that might match might win match of the night for me mm. best performance of the night though I'm gonna give to a singular person, Brian Danielson, if only specifically for. That moment near the end of that match where he was outnumbered by Hager and um, and uh, Chris Jericho, somebody, yeah, and and he uh, was just, just fighting them off, fighting <laughs> them <laughs> off and kicking their asses, and I loved every second of it. And like yeah. I've said before, I'm not typically a Brian Danielson fan. Like I I admit he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but there's right. something about him that has never been like, yeah, he's my guy. Uh, but I was 100% behind him at that moment. I was like, yeah! And then you know, for I, him to go out I think with... I'm
1: even going with Eddie Kingston, man. Eddie Kingston did really oh. good, too.
0: Um, Between his fucking promos and then his just badassery. It's not even a word. Kind, but Kind of wished he would have lit someone on fire, though. But... Right? I was...
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I'm really shocked. I guess they learned their lesson from when um, when when they saw What's-His-Face yeah. at an indie show. They said,
0: hey, uh, Janela couldn't put his leg out. Let's not try it with the whole body.
1: Let's not try it with the whole body. <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel like maybe we might see a Moxley versus uh, Kingston again, maybe. Which I'm uh,
0: I would see Danielson versus Kingston because they're the ones who kind of faced off. Um, yeah, but
1: Moxley was the one that kicked him out. Oh no, Moxley came in afterward. Yes, yeah, Moxley first.
0: came in. Oh, Danielson right. was the one who who stopped him and started to fight with him there. Right. So, right. um, and they have kind of built up to it. They had, um, in the promos going into the match, Brian Danielson said, "Yo, if you ask me who I like better, Chris, it's Chris Jericho, right? I think Eddie Kingston's a tool, but I want I want to do the violence." And to do the violence, I have to do against Chris Jericho, you know. (laughs) Right. Um, Which I kind of like the idea of just building Brian Danielson up as the guy who just wants to fucking kick people's teeth in. That's all he wants to do. Yet
1: we still hear the yes chance. Yeah. Still, I'm sure Daniel Bryan feels a certain way. He's like, "Fuck guys, do something with kick, kick my face in, or whatever, or Mm -hmm. something." (laughs)
0: He just just start whatever they do. It just start looking at the crowd and go what, oh, what?
1: Do what chance? What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: or just start yelling
1: when you do the kicks, like kick your face in. Kick. You know what I mean? Like do something to make the crowd go crazy ape shit over it. And you know you gotta you gotta teach them. You gotta teach them. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really fun match, though. That it was. Obviously not match of the night, but honestly, very creative. Kudos. Mm -hmm. And I got to give Jericho credit. I feel like Jericho does have a lot of input. This guy was in the Canadian Stampede. He was in the Mimosa match. He was in the Blood and Guts match. He's always in these specialty matches. Mm -hmm. And there's got to be something to it. Um, Um, Well, and
0: he's credited as the creator of the Stadium Stampede. um, mm. And credited as co-creator of Mimosa Mayhem. So. And so this is probably a lot of his idea too. Um, I also like the way that Jericho appreciation society got the win was literally double teaming Brian Danielson, right? Like, literally they had Chris Jericho with him in the, in the half crab and, um, fucking Jake Hager, uh, with the ring rope wrapped around his neck, pulling back, you know? And he had to go out, you know? And so that told a good story. Um, But We're going to move on. Under hype of the night. What was the match that wasn't really talked about, wasn't, you know, hyped up very much, but ended up being absolutely fucking fire?
1: Honestly, House of Black versus Death Triangle. I wasn't expecting... Yeah, yeah. That's the
0: one I was going to say, so...
1: Because, honest, I was really shocked... Because me, I'm not a fan of the House of... I'm not a fan of Death Triangle anymore. Um, just because I love all the wrestlers in the Death Triangle, but I don't care for the team anymore. I think it was cool when they did it like a year ago, but then I think think got hurt and whatever. Yeah. But then when they reformed, I was like, I don't
0: give a shit. I think they need something to be fighting for. I think it's time for, if you're going to have trios matches, it's time for a trios belt.
1: I think you're getting that at Forbidden Door.
0: And I think we're probably getting it. I think this would have been the time to uh, have brought it in, but right. Um, but I also fire
1: all around though. Like it, this it, might it even a, be my match of the night as well.
0: It, it was a great match. And there it, were a, there were some issues, but it wasn't super big. Uh, I fucking loved their not just their entrance, but their get up. Right. Um. This was the first time since Buddy Matthews arrived that he truly looked a part of. Right uh how well, he wore the face paint and shit because he had right? the face paint and everything and uh, prior to this he always kind of looked like um you know the 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 replacement guy you know right. what i mean like like the, the replacement drummer for the band that doesn't quite fit the look of the band <laughs> like slipknot hires some dude to be a drummer one night and he doesn't wear a mask that's kind of right. what he looked like you know right. but he had he had the face paint on uh, and I mean, they looked like a cohesive unit. They did from a look, and they acted like a cohesive unit, and they won in a way that that paid off a long term storyline that they've been telling since basically Malachi Black debuted. Right, like it was within a few weeks of that, uh, with um, Julia Hart finally turning evil and joining, um, and and hitting. I think it was Pac with the the. Yeah. Yeah, because Pac was about to
1: do his move there, and then lights went out. And as soon as lights went out, I'm like, it's got to be Julie Hart. It's got to be Julie Hart. Um, But I was like, oh, or maybe it's going to be someone crazier. But it was cool that it was Julie Hart. That finally paid off. Julie Hart wasn't coming out with the varsity blondes anymore. Um, And now she finally has a face to me. You know what I mean? She looks good as a heel. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so I'm excited for that it's about time uh, Julie Hart for the last three years has been nothing like non-existent just a well,
0: manager it's, it's so tough to say it because I like Brian Pillman Jr. a lot and I think Griff Garrison is entertaining as hell great but wrestlers, the, great wrestlers the varsity blondes gimmick has fallen flat and I think uh Brian Pillman could do better with a gimmick um, that that's more based on <clears throat> more based on reality. Like I'm a second generation wrestler, you know, I'm like the loose cannon. Gimmick. Fucking, to... It doesn't have to be the loose cannon, but, but I'm legacy. I'm, I'm more than a, just a gimmick sort of a thing. I don't know. Right. Uh, Griff Garrison, uh, I think they should, they really should just have have him go back to the everyone thinks he's Jungle Boy until they get close and like, oh, you're not Jungle Boy, no, I'm Griff Garrison. <laughs> well, I guess you get a match. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: but oh, this match here, right I mean, when you look at the people in this match, it's hard to not expect it to be a great match. But it really yeah. was barely publicized and and mm. just kind of went. Um, an, an honorable mention to under hype of the night has to be Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen, if only because it was just announced before the pay-per-view. Right. Right. So there was literally dare, no hype to it.
1: Dare I even say the, uh, three on three, um, with Kazarian Rivera, America's top team versus uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was better than what I was thinking it was going to be too. I didn't necessarily like um, uh, Sammy Guevara's portion of with with uh, what's her face Ty Conti, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that was really awesome. Like honestly, Frankie Kazarian, just fire wrestler, mm-hmm. and I think he added a lot to that match too.
0: I think when I was watching that match. Uh, I had a thought, and it was this is what WWE should have done with Ronda Rousey. Uh, and you know my long term thought on Ronda Rousey, and I'm sure I'll still get hate for it here. Uh, but she was hot shotted to the main event picture way too soon. And right. uh, she is only now starting to get to uh, a level, a quality of work level that is okay, in my book. Right And uh, for this, Paige Van Zandt definitely looked like she was a new wrestler, right? Right. I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it on it. But she was put in a situation where she could be a new wrestler, a green wrestler, and not,
1: not stand exactly out much bad. Either. Not, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, because she had Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and she had Ty Conti who, whether you like what's going on currently with her and Sammy Guevara or not, you have to admit she's one of the better women's wrestlers in AEW. And so you have uh, these these people who can hold up Paige Van Zant and make sure that she doesn't mm. look bad out there. Um, I also love, they have definitely leaned into the fact that they know America hates watching Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti uh, right, be a couple, including and, Frankie Gazarian and he's like, "Well, fuck you guys." <laughs> yeah, and and that's and that's because, like I said, it, Tony Khan said in an interview that he was surprised by the hate that people gave that because he thought, "Hey, they're they're two of my top baby faces. They're mm-hmm. both baby faces on their own, right? If I put them together, they'll be a super baby face team, right? Everyone will love them." And as soon as he put him together, and everyone was like, "I fucking hate this," he was like, "I don't get what's going on." But he oh, adjusted. And
1: I, I think also to okay, I think also because of how they got together, he just did propose to his other girlfriend like two months ago. Leaves kind of a bitter taste in your mouth. And he also just looks like a cocky prick. You know what he I mean? He does. It's but that's like... my point.
0: I, I again, he was super baby face, and as soon as they got together. Tony Khan didn't realize how much we would hate it but he's pivoted and that's what a good booker does mm-hmm. is he sees crap the crowd is against these people so instead of digging my heels in and saying no they're baby faces you'll love them for years I'll just fucking turn them heel I'll let them be heel right.
1: and I'll, I'll just have to. Yeah.
0: understand that people are gonna hate it and that's what he did and to use an example um the crowd in WWE hated Roman Reigns as a babyface for a long time. Right. Uh but WWE dug their their heels in and said, "Nope, he's a babyface. He's right. our top babyface. We're going to put him up against all of our top heels and and he's going to win these matches and you're going to love it cuz he's our top babyface." And they the crowd just hated never it. Never
1: happened. Just never happened.
0: And and eventually they listened to the crowd. Well, they didn't really listen to the crowd, but they did something different. And what that was is they turned Roman Reigns heel. And right. it's been it's been night and day for Roman Reigns for fan right. appreciation. Fans finally see the Roman Reigns that they wanted. Right. And that's what I think they're doing here with Sammy Guevara. But but yeah, so for me, under Hype of the Night, House of Black is the main one. Uh, but then, again, that Kyle O'Reilly, because it literally was not hyped at all. No. It was announced right before the long show. Rampage. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know like, hey, by the way, we're going to do this other match too. Um, and frankly, it was only about a 10-minute long match. And in reality, if if there was a match to cut from the show, this one might have been the match I would have cut. Or maybe put it on the kickoff show. Yeah, You can have more right. than one match on the kickoff show. It's an hour-long show have two matches on the kickoff show um yeah their
1: promos are way too much Mm -hmm. during the kickoff yeah
0: during the kickoff show my wife literally walked uh, looked at me after about 20 minutes of kickoff and she's like are they gonna ever fucking wrestle on this or is it just gonna talk you know this is the kickoff show this is when they just hype shit up the actual thing doesn't start for another half an hour she's like God. She's like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the upside is the kickoff show, I didn't have. Literally, to see it, it only started fucking like. Fucking Pete Rosenberg.
1: No, I guess that's a fair point. Or fucking JBL makes stupid sexist jokes.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. So. Or, you know, uh,
1: the quackity, quackity, quack, duck, duck, yeah. quack thing.
0: Shucky ducky, uh, quack, quack. Quackety, shucky,
1: uh, ducky, quack, quack. That's it.
0: <laughs> We'll move on to the OMG moment of the night. Uh,
1: I'm going to go with uh, Anarchy, the two ladders, both powered and powerful, jumping off, hitting the tables to the 2.0. I thought that was Fuego.
0: An almost OMG moment was Eddie Kingston dousing Chris Jericho in gasoline. It was like, oh, (laughs) is this going to be... But they wouldn't quite. I would... I would say an OMG moment was kind of CM Punk winning in the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: because I, I definitely was there was part of me that didn't think they were gonna do it.
1: I honestly am still shocked at right now that they actually did that. They took it off Adam Page. I think they are continuing the storyline though. We saw the <laughs> turn and then the not turn so mm-hmm. we see he's still struggling to be heel and face adam page i kind of like the story they're telling with that uh but i'm glad that they kind of realized that adam page is their champion no one gave a shit they're gonna sell a shit ton of merch now with mm-hmm. cm punk being their champion and honestly i'm ready for the promos i yeah. always like to hear cm punk so i
0: think like you said they're not done with this storyline and i think the story i expected if CM Punk was going to win, I even texted you that my prediction was CM Punk was going to turn and he was going to do something heel to win the match. And they kind of hinted at it, but they didn't quite. Like, they, there were times when, when CM Punk looked like he was going to do whatever he had to to win the match. Right. Um, including after the ref bump, when Adam Page was going to use the belt and then and then almost didn't. There was a moment when it looked like maybe CM Punk was going to try to walk the GTS over to the belt so that so oh. that the GTS could have played into it. But then he didn't all of these little things, but they didn't do the heel turn. Oh, but I didn't he- catch that. Okay. Here, here's the reason I thought there was going to be a heel turn. Um, Tony Khan is a, is a student of wrestling over the years right he's right. a fan of wrestling for a long time and he's watched CM Punk in his ring of honor days in his WWE days and now in this and an overarching storyline that CM Punk has is he wins the belt and then he becomes a bad guy he wins the belt and then he turns heel. He did it in WWE when he won the belt. He did it in, in uh, ring of honor when he won the belt. I think the storyline is going to be CM punk who came in and was all goody two shoes and you love me and I love you. And I came back for the fans and all of this stuff is going to come out. And whether they do it all at once or whether they do a slow turn, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of thought they were going to do turn in, in tonight, but they didn't. Um, and so I think the thing, because they were hinting at it with, um, with uh, the the promo, that I am going to save AEW from CM Punk, right? Mm, from, okay. right. And and that his whole thing was that he, uh, uh he knows that CM Punk isn't the goody two shoes. That he's playing on on TV in front of everyone. He knows that he's going to be the the greedy, selfish champion. Right. Okay. That's
1: right. No, and I I would agree
0: with that. I think. Um, what happened? It's it's emojis that I'm not entirely certain the the meaning of. Um, oh might just be. Yeah,
1: oh, hey hey grundles cool. thank you for what's uh, up grundles
0: there, good sir um <laughs> rage i think it's, that it's, says it's, in little letters rage let's old yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um yeah thanks for the support there grundles for the lurk um yeah no and honestly i even would think they shouldn't even uh, tie serena deep into the uh, don't necessarily make a straight edge society but kind of have it was Sumina Deep, right that was the one that mm-hmm. was in straight edge yeah so have kind of like her there kind of they're both Deep's obviously a heel <coughs> i think that would be kind of fun to play with since they like kind of catering to old storylines from wwe too um but i'm i'm down for a heel cm punk mm-hmm. i will i'm definitely gonna rewatch that match i didn't notice he tried to do the gts on the he cargo. didn't so... try
0: he walked he like started to walk towards it a bit and then just didn't like and that's why i said it was it was a, it was the slightest of a tease mm-hmm. um but yeah anyways um but that was probably my omg moment is just the fact that CM punk actually won right specifically without a a heel goal, <laughs> right <clears throat> We'll move on to best move of the night.
1: Oh Jesus! Um, the only one that's kind of in my head at the moment—it's kind of their double team move that they always do. Um, oh, I feel like there's more though. Was the um, was the Jungle Boy? uh luchasaurus it kind of went into um he helped jungle boy out so jungle boy flipped over lucha and then lucha picked him up and then brought him over to jungle boy to do like a almost like a canadian
0: destroyer with him uh but i think they always do that though but i'm still always so amazed at how perfectly they do Um, do that my my best move of the night is gonna be a weird one but it's uh to referee paul turner uh, for pulling up CM Punk's pants, um, after <laughs> after Hangman Page pulled him pretty much down. Oh, uh, <clears throat> no, but in terms of actual moves, though, I I think he saved the day. Paul Turner did. <laughs> um, I you know I I would say in terms of moves, probably Kylo Riley catching Darby Allen in the guillotine. Um, that was cool. yeah. that was really really fucking cool um the, there were a lot of moves during the house of black match that i probably yeah. could, could throw it at but there's there's just not one that just stands out at me as that's the move you know yeah. i um, yeah
1: there has to definitely be one in there for sure yeah.
0: see this um, it's just
1: 11 matches bro it's just so much
0: um the another best move of the night not in Maybe the ring notes, but... uh but is is AEW bringing in athena ember moon uh right. that's a great move um great also move. uh even, we bowen... Haven't talked... hmm?
1: so even bowen i guess his name is the nxt oh. guy
0: oh uh uh, uh stokely
1: hathaway oh, who Jesus. was okay. yeah he was um and I hear I don't remember him being part of the I don't remember the diamond who was in the diamonds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everyone keeps telling me he was great. He was a great talker. So really excited to see him yeah. as a, a manager. I think that would be great for the baddies sections. I, so. I think it's a
0: great story that they're telling that uh the baddies upgraded uh from from smart mark sterling to too. And so now we're probably gonna have Smart Mark Sterling put together his own group to right. to kind of go against. And so um, also best move uh, potentially, although a lot of American fans won't won't know it at the moment. But that's um, bringing Roosh in uh, to team with Andrade, um, and the reason I, I know uh, a- anyone who who. Doesn't watch uh CMLL um or didn't watch Ring of Honor. Doesn't know Rush very well. Roosh, I should say. Um, and JLB being one of them who texted me, who's that? I'm like, and you're like Rush. I'm like, oh who? okay,
1: I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, that guy that Andrade just brought in. Yeah, yeah. Rush. Yeah. I'm like, Rush. oh okay.
0: Yeah. Roosh, Roosh, look him up. He's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah. and so that's a big move there. Um, but And then finally, the much vaunted match of the night. What was the best match in all? 13 total. We'll even include Hookhausen in this because it's not going to win. Uh, um, <laughs> but it was a fun match.
1: That was a fun match. Oh. And honestly, I was scared that I, I still feel maybe it's just a little too comedic for me. Maybe give him a little bit more. But he still did a bit. He still did mm-hmm. a bit. So I'm not completely mad at it. Just please don't make him way. And it works, the comedic, but do, do what you do with Orange Cassidy. You know what I mean? You did that well. I guess it was okay to see what we saw, uh, but I'm just scared. They're really going to corner him into a, too much of a comedic role. Um, I didn't see what you were telling me about yet in terms of his wrestling ability. So Uh, I did enjoy it, though. It was entertaining. Um, Best match of the night. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to give it to... Yeah, I guess it's CM Punk and Paige, but that Thunder Rosa match too was pretty badass. That's up
0: there for me as well. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go a different one, um, but it it's fucking tough to choose one match as match of the night. Um, right. In fact, even House of Black, man, fuck. Well, that that's my point is you got the House of Black match. Um. So you're like, oh, well, that one's got to be a good one. Uh, You know, you've got, um, you know, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. That one's got to be a good one. Um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allin. That one's got to be a good one. Thunder Rosa versus uh, Serena Deeb. Well, that one's got to be a good one. CM Punk versus Adam Page. Well, that's got to be a good one. Um, uh, Overall, I really liked the Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho match. Yeah, I really liked that match.
1: It, that was really I, fun.
0: <clears throat> I that I it I showcased might say, so much with Ruby too, man. Yeah. Like, I might say that one uh, gets my match of the night with with a condition. Match of the night, traditional wrestling, because that's ooh. what that match did. It was it was wrestling. It was counters and and maneuvers and all that stuff. Uh, when you then take out the the you know traditional wrestling, House of Black was a, was a fucking fire match with spots all over the place, right? right. CM Punk versus Hangman Page told a storyline right. uh, that's going to continue, uh, and the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club and Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston Anna Kree and in the arena match was fucking Jesus. insane. Yeah. Um. It was insanity. And, and, and dare, dare I and, even and,
1: say Thunder Rosa and uh, Anna J, Anna J? Yes. Anna, yeah. Anna, Anna J. No.
0: Thunder Rosa was, and Serena D. Uh, Serena Jade J- Cargill and Anna J.
1: Right, my bad. Uh,
0: uh, Thunder
1: Rosa and Serena D. That was also a pretty wrestling traditional oriented match too, though. And from what I remember, and I remember, yeah, I don't know, man, like. <laughs> um, I'm really loving Serena Deeb uh, on what she does in the ring, and Thunder Rosa has been on my good match list for a while now. So I'm just finally happy we're seeing women shine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there were
0: there were three women's matches on this card, and and uh, women in the mixed trios match. Right? right. So in women were involved in four of the uh, twelve main card mm-hmm. matches that's uh, that's a third of it um that's that's I'm still pre- still shocked
1: that there was 12 oh my god yeah
0: uh but that's pretty good uh wwe in the same number of matches would have had maybe one women's match or two maybe but uh <laughs> i just checking cbs uh sports gave um the uh anarchy in the arena the best grade of the night so for them um, that was the match of the night okay. um I mean, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, It was just... It was fucking insanity is what it was. It was just all over the place. (laughs) It
1: it really lived up to its word, though. When the music kept going, I'm like, what are they doing? Is the sound guy, like, all fucked up? What's going on? (laughs) And then they Um, cut it off, because I feel like everyone was probably getting it. The
0: second best match of the night they gave was to the House of Black versus Death Triangle. Uh, And then they had... Um, let's see. B pluses were. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb was their next one.
1: Boom. See,
0: so, yeah. So, I know I'm not crazy. Um, I'm I'm not remembering.
1: I'm not not remembering that one properly. <clears throat> they,
0: they, you know, and that's the. It was, like for me, I really liked the Brit Baker versus Ruby Soho, but I know it won't won't be everyone's favorite. Um. It also was a lot shorter. Like if you look, the Thunder Rosa Serena Deeb one was almost 17 minutes. The Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho was 13 minutes. So the the Britt Baker uh, had four less minutes to put together the storyline in. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I will also point out, CBS Sports gave the worst match of the night or C minus? No. That one got a B. They liked it. Oh, okay. Uh so you're the odd one. Uh Bucks versus Hardy's got a C minus. That's fair. Uh Jade Cargill and Anno J got a C minus. Both of them. That's also fair. We we uh said we're probably um worst matches of the Nights and and contenders, and those were in CBS uh mine the worst matches of the nights. Uh, they didn't like Hookhausen versus Tony Nies and Mark Sterling either though. So they gave it a C, uh, but not a C minus. So it wasn't tied for the worst match of the night. It was, uh, third worst match. Honestly, night. though, Hook is going to get stale. Well, that's, that's why I think they need to have Dan Housen in there. The odd couple <clears throat> is for Hook. Hook, you know, no longer has a one trick pony. He can be, be the muscle. And Dan Housen can be the the talker, you know, and I think that'll, that'll work. But um, anyways, but here's the deal is, uh, you know, if you're out there listening to this and you're like, how could you not say this was the best match of the night? You're probably right. Um, <laughs> there there are 12 oh. matches and a good five of them are matches legitimate the con- contenders in your mind, to be match of the night. Yeah, and, and if I mean, you, if you thought letters, the nope. anarchy in the arena match was the best match, I can't argue against it. It just was fucking insanity. And sometimes I personally prefer matches that tell a little bit of a story line and are maybe easier to follow. I don't know. Uh but it was nuts. So um I do anticipate that we will get a blood and guts match to follow up this. Yep. Yeah. um probably when uh uh Wheeler Utah's back <clears throat> so he, so he can take Eddie Kingston out of the match why is Not he that, injured uh he no i think it was partially injury and partially due to he was um uh, had some other stuff i'm trying to remember what it was i mean cuz he's the ring of honor champ- pure champion as well as okay. uh something with pwg he might have been injured but um give me one second to see if i can find a a listing on him Doo-doo-doo. wheeler Utah. Um... mm hmm
1: I'm curious to what Meltzer thought. He's obviously not going to rate the uh, anarchy match, so. <clears> though. <throat> although it wasn't, um, um, although it wasn't technically, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't um, cinematic, so. Cinematic, so.
0: I don't find anything specifically on, on uh him being injured, but I don't know for certain. I I do know there was a reason he wasn't gonna be able to be involved. I thought it was more due to like him uh him having to wrestle someplace else.
1: Mm. Okay. Either way, he's coming. he's gonna be back soon. Because yeah, uh, It on. looks like they're definitely it looks like they're definitely uh gonna build up a little feud between uh D B and uh mm-hmm. and uh, Eddie Kingston. Which I'm also down to see that would be fire as well. <laughs> Give me Eddie Kingston versus anyone. And honestly, if uh, MJF does happen to be on the way out, guess who might take his spot? Eddie Kingston's old, but definitely Eddie Kingston will get more uh, more Mm airtime, but also guess who's also going to get more airtime? Ricky Starks, who you like and enjoy, will most probably be Heading up that uh, MJF alleyway sooner rather than later. We'll see, though. He was there and he did the whole plane thing. Uh, So I don't know if that was him trying to say like, oh, I worked all you guys. And I don't know there hasn't been much dirt sheet talk since he showed up. But I mean, that's only been, what, five hours ago and the pay-per-view was going on. So that doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. help things. Um, let's check here. What are you looking for exactly?
0: Whether Wheeler Yuta's injured.
1: You focus on the most random things, good sir.
0: Because I want to know why he wasn't in the match, and I know there was some reason for it that I can't remember what it was.
1: Uh, texting titles match.
0: (laughs) Anyways, what we can expect to see on Wednesday is uh, more build towards um, the uh, uh, Forbidden Door event coming up, because that's the next thing. And I I can imagine we'll see Jeff Cobb and uh, uh, Great O'Conn again at some point, because... Why wouldn't you bring them back? Jeff Cobb's fucking awesome. Mm. Um, I know we're going to continue to see some Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk uh, storyline. Although it would be interesting to have Adam Page take some time off. He deserves it. Right? Right. Um, And maybe, maybe have CM Punk have to defend the... AEW title versus uh maybe Kenta. Um oh. in, in a GTS or die match. I don't know. <laughs> um, GTS or die. So but yeah, I'm excited. I here's the deal is um I I I put up a shirt. It's actually up on on the, the thing right now. And um again, it's uh, this is not me saying this wasn't a great pay per view because it was a good pay per view. Um, but it unfortunately doesn't fall under the category of best or worst pay per view of the year. So now you can get okayest pay per view of the year so far. <laughs> um, um, so if you want to show off that this pay per view is okay, you can get yourself an okayest of the year mm. so far. Shirt that is now up on raworderwbu.myspreadshop.com our merch store, so you hey. can pick that up there. There's all sorts of other stuff, of course. You can pick up like hats that say "Pissant Podcast" or shirts that say "Raw and Order WBU" or "Link Is In The Doobly Doo's" or all sorts of shit there. So head on over there, check out all of the designs like these.
1: Jericho student wear the shirt.
0: still still didn't although in fairness uh we didn't send them it in white so um because they came out in all white you know why because they were all gonna bleed and uh you want white on to show all the blood right um but anyway certainly a blood fest it was (laughs) uh i think I think Matt Menard was bleeding before the match even fully started. Right? Exactly. I'm like, how is he bleeding? Well yeah, when did he get hit? He's bleeding from the ear. (laughs) What happened? But but it was a great I just
1: like pain, huh? I just like pain. Let me slice my ear open. Get some blood out there.
0: (laughs) So it was a great pay-per-view. It just doesn't fall in the category of best. I I still think I still think um, Revolution might still be the best of the year so far. Well, I mean, um, it's
1: between that and Revolution, for AEW at least. Yeah.
0: So. Um, well, yeah, but I'm talking as a whole. Oh, just as a um, whole. Okay. Yeah, I think Revolution might, to me, still be the best of the year so far. What was
1: the Revolution main event?
0: Um, oh, d- that's where Adam d- d- Cole came in and everybody, right? Um, I believe so. And
1: like DB saying. and so on. So, yeah. No, no. That's what it was. You read. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, still- no. No, because Revolution, Revolution
0: was farther back. Uh, that was all farther back to Revolution. So, Revolution, uh, this year, the main event was Hangman versus Adam Cole, right? Right. Um, we had Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting versus the Andrade Hardy family office. Right. Um that was the one where um Sting jumped off the balcony. Right. Through Andrade and Tables. Um right. you had uh John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. This was when they uh were going to team up but didn't you know, I, before we team up, I'm gonna you know, bleed with you. So this is when William Regal made his debut. Right. Uh, okay. Britt Baker defeated Thunder Rosa uh, to retain the championship. She would later lose it, of course. Um, right. Wardlow won the face of the revolution ladder match. Oh
1: yes. Was- okay. That's fair.
0: Um, but, but again, that's not saying this wasn't a great pay-per-view. It just they set the bar high right away, right? And uh, uh, this one just wasn't quite able to make it above. No, that I bar.
1: mean I'm definitely gonna rewatch. There's some matches that I remember liking. It's just honestly, it's just an overload. So I definitely have to rewatch certain ones again. Um, but I definitely enjoyed the ones that I remember fully. While recapping it right now with you, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but no,
0: great uh, um, i'm I'm sure anxious for play. them to make the Owen Hart tournament a, a yearly thing um, because I worry I worry that they get fall into the trap that WWE does, where they make a special event with the trophy and then um, forget about it the next year um or or it turns into a joke the next year um like Mm. think andre the giant battle royal right that uh now is a prop in a storyline no i don't think they'll ever necessarily do that i Uh, i I think the worst thing is
1: tournament and that's it yeah just My, my
0: my bigger worry is that it gets forgotten that that next year they've got other things going on and they're like oh we don't have time for the owen hart tournament Um, and I worry about that and I know I don't want to worry about it because AEW is different than WWE and WWE has done that. Like remember Braun Strowman won a, won a belt at one of the, the Saudi pay-per-views and then we never saw it again. Um, now yes, that's different. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying that there's that part in the back of my head that is like, we need to see these belts. We need to see that cup, that trophy. And then they need to give two month build before the tournament ever even gets announced or gets like the, the people matches or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, they need to say, remember revolution this year is going to have the Owen Hart foundation tournament finals again, that that becomes the the revolution thing that happens at every revolution is the, the crowning that this is, this will be why, the a e
1: because
0: not revolution excuse me uh, double or nothing double or nothing excuse me, I was talking about revolution, so it was stuck in my head uh <laughs> double right. or nothing the the double or nothing thing every year that every year double this is this would be the, roughly the equivalent of of king of the ring for for a w and they do it every year that's my hope,
1: or uh, honestly, I would even be down to make a Maybe even to make a pay-per-view out of it, or not necessarily a pay-per-view, but a special event. You just have a I, tournament and one I, I not don't,
0: I don't have a problem with it, but I like the idea of it being part of a pay-per-view. Um, especially, More specifically, I like the idea of them continuing the tradition, and they started it this way at this one, so I like the idea of them continuing it. And and like they've already announced that Double or Nothing is always going to be in Vegas as long as they have the rights to, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, unless Vegas comes and says, no, we don't want your pay-per-views no more. Which they're yeah. not going to. It's Vegas. They want money. But, they want money. <laughs> but so Double or Nothing will always be. So I think they also say Double or Nothing from now on will be where the Owen Hart tournament finals take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and because here's the deal is to, to use a reference that I'm sure you will uh, understand of it. Uh, the Stanley cup was more important year two than it was year one and was even more important year three than it was year two or year one. Right. And now that the Stanley cup has been around for decades, winning the Stanley cup is even more important because it's a tradition that has continued and continued and continued. Right. Uh, inversely- uh, And not all teams have won it. And not all teams have won it, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But in inversely, um, uh, there was a little uh, triple A level hockey team in my hometown that they won the the, the championship trophy for that league. But that league it. had only been around for two years. At the mm-hmm. time, or three years at the time, right. so it was a three-year-old trophy that's supposed to be prestigious. It hadn't built up the prestige. Now, yeah, it was a AAA level. It's not going to ever be the level of the Stanley Cup. I get that, right? But it's kind of one of those things. The but, more but the older it gets, the more older prestigious it gets, the more win. important is. So, but, so, so next year that Owen Hart trophy needs to be out there, and it needs to have a a plaque on it that has. Britt Baker and Adam Cole's name engraved on it, which they mentioned that it's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, but there needs to be a spot on it ready for two more names, right? And then, and then the following year, in two years from now, there needs to be another one where they're doing that because eventually, uh, with the Stanley Cup, they had to add an- another base to it to keep adding names, right? Yeah. Um, if you look at the Stanley Cup now, it's it's a good like two foot taller than it was originally because they had to really? keep adding bases. So they had room for more names and eventually they'll have to add another base right. because they'll fill up the base they have now on it. But um, they're just putting the names of the teams, not necessarily all the, players. they're just putting names of the teams on it. Oh, okay. But, but still, if you're putting another name on every year, you mm-hmm. can only fit so many names on, on a base, you know, so you have to add another layer to fit another, 20 teams on there or whatever it is, you know? Um, And so, so that's going to be the thing is for this Owen Hart thing to really mean something, they have to continue it year after year. Um, And, and it has to be the same trophy every year. And the, the same belts, they can be new versions of the belts, but the same belt, you know, whatever Mm. uh, to, to make it matter. But that's about the only thing there. Uh, But Otherwise, it was it was a fucking great night. And, yeah. you know, uh, aside from the matches that we already said were were not great matches, Young Bucks versus the Hardys and Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay, uh, it was a great pay-per-view. <clears throat> it had two matches early on that held it back a little bit, and then it bounced back from those, and it went balls to the wall from there on.
1: Yeah, it almost felt like it just progressed a little bit each time mm-hmm. with every match that went on. So it was perfectly stacked to um, great positioning. Well, heck, maybe even, dare I say, after the Anarchy Rules match, uh, the Anarchy Rules, but after uh, that match was the that was the triple tag? Um, yeah, after the Anarchy match was the triple tag, yeah. You know, and that was just pretty awesome too like they really stood their own against the anarchy rules match as well um obviously a lot of people are going to remember the anarchy rules match more just because well it was long and there was a bunch of shit happening all over the place with mustard and and green screens and tables and Mm -hmm. gasoline and you know uh, freaking um the rope uh the turnbuckle the entire thing of the turnbuckle being used. So, you know, it was uh, pretty cool. It's pretty
0: awesome. I'm definitely going to rewatch uh, this pay-per-view again for sure. So. Yeah. But on that note, it's fucking late. Yeah, let's um, go to bed. You're fucking tired. I'm fucking yep. tired. Uh, this is a great pay-per-view. If you didn't get to watch it when it was live, find a way go to watch it now. Go on you, Fight. Yeah, go on Fight or Bleacher Report or wherever. Uh, just, you know... Uh, maybe skip the uh, Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay match. Um, well, until the end, watch the yeah, end wh- watch what happens after. Yeah, right. Um, or right at the end. Uh, skip the Young Bucks versus Hardy. It like again, it's Young almost, Bucks just had to carry made, the Hardys the entire time.
1: It might be also good to rewatch that that Hardy match just for a psychological standpoint to kind of notice. When Jeff really got, like, he looked really bad. I don't necessarily know if it did have anything to do with anything drug-related or if he got concussed or if it was just his boot that kept fucking him over. Um, But he was definitely not there and slow and whatever have you. And if this was a WWE ring, I feel like they'd ask him for another drug test and send him to rehab if that was the case. And then he randomly had left... (laughs) At the uh, towards the end of the match, but then he came back yeah.
0: to uh, like Well yeah, well that's the at, at first I thought is he leaving and then it just showed him he he went out in the crowd and he was celebrating with the crowd, but it, it did look like he was just like, Fuck it, I'm out of here. Um but yes, we get to say goodnight to Nerdvana Gamer. Good night. Okay. Good night. Um if, if Grundles is still here, good night to you as well. Yes, but we will go ahead and close the book on this particular show uh great pay-per-view enjoyed it nope. looking forward to the fallout this week um yep. unfortunately we have to get through wwe raw tomorrow first well i mean we'll see what happens but, i but mean if, it is Hell
1: in the cell week so you know, it is Hell in the cell add... week
0: you're you are correct there so
1: they might add an extra oomph to things
0: but But on that note, uh, make sure to check out our merch store. I mentioned it before, but it's uh, rawandorderwbu.myspreadshop.com. Link is in the doobly-doos, so you can go there and check it out. You can also follow us on Patreon. Subscribe there. Follow us on all the social medias. I am at rawandorderwbu pretty much anywhere except for Facebook, where it's at Piss Podcast, like it's on the hat. Uh, JLB is at jlb420
1: Rio talk radio oh, Rio talk radio is the brand though at real talk radio 8 anchor.fm slash rtr uh where we talk about everything and anything entertainment um and i got me a ps5 so i'm gonna be streaming a heck of a lot more uh test that bad boy out uh JLB TLC 25 um and yeah links will all be down below in the doobly doos
0: mm, yes 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 um mm. but yeah make sure to join us when we come back in a couple days for our fantasy booking institute um it's just going to be jlb and me again because uh d.a Fabe is off Someone doing stuff with his family auto. because mm-hmm. but on that note uh thank you all for listening we will see you soon